Hello and welcome to Thoughtful Journeys. This is our first episode. Um, my name's Tyler, and this is Justice here. We uh, wanted to do some introductions to start out. Uh, Justice, you want to go ahead? Absolutely. Uh, I'm 23. I'm from Oklahoma. And basically, we're at this point where we're trying to convey our ideas and give you a rundown of kind of what got me to this place that I'm at. In high school, I met the love of my life, Marissa. Um, we're married. We have a home now. After high school, I didn't know what I was going to do. Didn't want to go to school. Didn't want to go into debt. So I went to Chicago for music. It was a bad situation. It was more about money and owning my interests versus me pursuing my interests. So I left that because um, money is not a good motivator to create things. And went to the oil field, made the money I needed, and bought a home. And now we're here doing beautiful things. What about you, Hopper? So, um, he's going to refer to me as Hopper. It's my last name. It's my nickname. My first name is Tyler, though. Uh, I'm 22 from Oklahoma as well. Uh, after high school, I had the option of going to a community college or a university. Parents really wanted me to go. Um, personally, I think college is a scam, but we can get into that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, now I'm working a job in sales, which I really enjoy because instead of trading my time for money, uh, I'm getting paid for the value I'm actually bringing to the company, which is kind of how I see the world and the life is you should get paid based on your value, not just on being somewhere at a certain time. But all right, Justice, uh, what would you say is the main motivator for you for creating this podcast? Main motivator for me would be to not only document our growth and our mindset and our perspective, but to share that growth and that journey with the viewers and people who also want better for themselves. That's definitely my motivation personally. What about you, Pepper? I think over the years, I've last few years, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, um, came across a lot of YouTubers that inspired me to kind of wake up because like most people, I feel like I was kind of sleepwalking through life, and it's a really confusing time at this age. Um, early 20s, you're you're not quite um, grown up, but you're not a kid anymore, a teenager. A um, little bit past, maybe still in the party, drinking every weekend. I'm really trying to, I'm getting better at avoiding that stuff, but you know, that's just... Yeah, it's really tempting. Yeah, it's, it's so tempting uh, to be a part of that. But who inspired you? You mentioned YouTube. Who inspired you? So when I was going through a really rough point in my life, um, health-wise, lost my girlfriend of three years. Um, bad anxiety. Never experienced anxiety in my life. Had it for a while. Couldn't leave my house. It was really bad. Um, Multiple factors. Um, first, I have a really close friend of mine named Matthew. He uh, he reached out to me, and we hadn't talked in a long time, and gave me a call and asked me to lunch. Um, I know that sounds, you know, like, oh, what your friend invited you to lunch, whatever, but um, I was at a point where I wasn't leaving my house, What didn't really talk to anyone, was playing video games all the time, pretty much just, you know, a degen, loser. <laughs> and... Uh, after that, I kind of branched out back into life um, and uh, came across 
uh, this YouTube video by Hamza. Um, he's the creator. He really inspired me. Um, he kind of gave me a purpose or like a journey to follow um, as a man, because I feel like growing up, we're programmed to um, live a certain way, uh, follow a certain path. Um, he kind of showed me that you don't have to follow the general path. You don't have to get a nine to five, work your whole life on autopilot, and then retire when you're 60 and all that, and not follow just the materialistic things in life, but uh, realize that masculinity is important. Um, I feel like that's something we're not taught as we're younger. We're not taught what it is to be a man or how to become a man. And I feel like through adversity is how we get to that point. Um, so at the in the end, I am thankful for all the adversity I've faced coming up to this point. It really did benefit me in the long run. Um, a couple other people that have inspired me to make a podcast talk about my journey. Chris Williamson, uh, his podcast is Modern Wisdom. It's really big, um, really inspiring, brings a lot of value. I think the self-education through podcasts, reading books, is so much more valuable than what we're taught in the school system uh, here in America. Can't speak on anywhere else, but specifically here in America, it's very... Um, it's so structured in a way to where we have to follow this certain path. And I think creative thinking, free thinking is not encouraged. And like Justice was kind of saying, we're not um, speaking from a place of higher up than anyone. We kind of just want to bring people on our journey with us to becoming better, growing every day. Uh, who are some people that you look up to and inspired you? A uh, very similar kind of inspiration to find a better version of myself like you. You talked about, you know, losing longtime girlfriend in that high school stage of your life and that kind of leading you to a place where you didn't know which way was up. Very similar with me. Um, senior year of high school, had a very similar issue. Uh, your girl two years, was with her, and then my best friend at that time cheated on her, or she cheated on me with him. And that was, like, friends with that guy for three and a half years and thought that was my closest friend. So I lost those two people and then the rest of the group that I was friends with all at once in my senior year of high school. I didn't know what to think, what to make of any of it. And I didn't want to go to college. I didn't want, I didn't want to go into debt. I wanted to make something for myself. And um, really a lot of the media I took in at that time came from Joe Rogan, Alex Jones, people that didn't follow the media guidelines on what they're speaking about. And that gave me perspective to see like there's way more going on than what we're told. And in that sense, like you can hear CNN say something, Fox say something, but in reality, neither of them are telling you the truth. And they kind of gave me that perspective. So I started finding information for myself. I wanted to pursue my ideas, my creative, you know, inspiration. So I went to Chicago, had a friend that lives there, his family, um, were giving me a place to stay. I was going to go to music school at Columbia. I got a scholarship. And um, not too long after that, getting that scholarship, not starting school yet, I noticed that the environment was very, like, monetized. It was, you do this, and we'll help you with this. It was all transactional. It wasn't organic. It wasn't out of any love. It was out of motivation for, you know, control. And I, I didn't 
I didn't think that was a place that I could be happy. So I came back, like back to square one, not knowing what to do, told everybody I'm going to Chicago, I'm going to chase music. And, you know, came back and was just back to what am I going to do still? Um, the biggest part of me keeping my mindset and my perspective in this time period was my wife currently, Marissa. She's the best thing that's ever happened to me. She showed me that there was good in the world when I lost my best friend and my longtime girlfriend. She showed me that there was still good when I believed that it was all was bad. And um, coming back from Chicago, she just continued supporting me and continued telling me, you know, we're going to be okay. Just keep pushing. And I kept taking in that media from those people I mentioned and a few others. And then um, kind of from there, I was, okay, I need to make money. So went to the oil field, made the money I needed to make. Um, and right as the time I was leaving the oil field, COVID started to happen. And it all just worked out perfect where COVID payments could buy land and now I have a home. And now that I have that foundation set, I've reached those goals that I wanted to reach when I was in high school. You know, fast forward five years, however long it's been. I now am pursuing my creative interests and I want more than anything to be able to create to inspire people. And you can't do that if it's under the thumb of someone else monetizing you. And that's what this is inspired by. And that's what all the things that I want to do are inspired by. And you inspire me a lot too, Hopper. You really do, man. And I appreciate you. And watching him go through what he went through and relating that to the bad experience I went through and us both going through those bad spots, but then finding hope at the end of that by getting past the sadness and looking at what we learned from the sadness really is something that we've related on a lot and we talk about a lot so we're wanting to share that with everyone but over what do you think about that man? i i think something you said it there at the end is very important to because for a long like when i first started my journey of breaking free of this just path that everyone goes down mm-hmm. the autopilot um mm-hmm. I started seeing myself distance myself, not distance myself, but I felt distant from people around me yeah. because I started thinking in this different light, yeah. different way. Yeah, isolate you. Yeah. And when I found you, it made me realize that what I was thinking, it wasn't, it made me feel more comfortable feeling that way because there is other people out there like that. And if you, yeah. if you're like that, um, there is people out there that are different and, they're genuine and they're free thinkers and they don't follow everything they're told. Um, not everybody's a frat guy or sorority girl. Yes. Not everyone is a robot, frat guy, sorority girl, whatever term you want to use for that. Um, there's genuine people out there. And I think there's a lot of fear mongering, whatever you want to call it, in the media. Uh, even people in podcasts, uh, controversial stuff going on. They make it seem like, oh, all girls are whores or all guys are just pieces of shit. All this stuff. But it's really not that way. There's genuine people out there, and people just want to get views. They want to create controversy, and that does generate a lot of uh, publicity and stuff like that. But so good for them, whatever they want to do. I'm not judging that. I mean, if it's like Mr. Beast, you know, it's are you going to take anything genuine from his videos? No. Some of his podcasts are inspiring, the way he talks about his work and stuff, but he's he's entertaining and he's mastered that he's mastered youtube and i respect the hell out of that um but we're kind of here to hopefully add some value to your life rather than um just here to entertain now it's not just going to be stiff and tight and all these like deep questions there's going to be good times laughs jokes all that stuff um 
and we understand that this is our first podcast. Um, so it's going to get better from here. Um, the quality of everything. And, but, you know, like we've always been saying, the hardest part's getting started. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about this for a year and a half, creating this podcast. And yeah. today we finally did it. And it's awesome. 2024 is a year of consistency and a year of spending time doing things we want to do for ourselves and for our future families. And I like a lot what you're saying, Hopper, is, you know, media focuses on, you know, politicizing one side or the other. It's left or right. You know, it's this or that. But in reality, there's a huge middle area and there's a silent majority of people that just want to be happy. They don't want people to tell them how to live their lives. And they want to be free to make decisions that they can make that don't hurt anybody, but just what they want to do. I completely support that. And I want to represent and speak to those people that feel like everything and everyone thinks about things red or blue, black or white. It's not that way. There are people out there. It's hard to find them. But if you're, I truly believe in my heart that if you're on the right path, every day you're doing the best you can trying to do good every day you will find those people, you will find those interactions, those things will come because you're on that path that yeah, in some sort of destiny, whatever you want to call it. And there's a lot of money to be made in people dividing people. There's a lot of power in dividing people. But in reality, most people just want to be happy. And if that is a message we can speak to people and that is yeah. a message that we can convey that you know don't let the news tell you that everyone's racist so you go outside and you think that everyone's you know at each other's throats because in reality everybody just wants to be happy and i want to put a beam of light on that and really you know focus and show that that is important and if people truly agree with that which i think there's a lot of people that do that don't have any platform to speak about it that you know good positive change can happen and this country and this world could be much better than it is right now yeah i think a big uh like when you say the division like people dividing people mm-hmm. uh through media um i think people that try to do good that are trying to like i've been in the self-improvement space whatever you want to call it in youtube podcast books for a couple of years now and i think a really um negative thing people can take from that and like some of the stuff they say i get they're trying to make a point and Um, but not success isn't the same to everyone like um, just because you have a lot of money or have nice stuff that that could be success to you and that's great but success isn't the same for everyone like I'm not I don't care about having the nicest house nicest car making billions of dollars in my life Um, there's different like perspectives on life and it's okay to be different than someone else like you shouldn't say you have to do this to be happy or you have to do this to be successful there's so many different paths to reach that point and that's what that's what's beautiful about like humans is we're all individuals we're all different Mm -hmm. and success is going to be different to each individual person absolutely and success isn't i feel like especially growing up with our parents who come from the 80s you know generation everything was structured everything was you do this in this order to get to this point and then, you know, basically you're a cog in the system. That is the finale of that life path that they were told and that they tried to teach us. And I don't think our parents had any ill intentions. It's just all they were told. Yeah, know? it's not like it was out of the yeah, badness. Out of, like, they're, 
they think they're doing good and they they right. probably mean well. Right. It's just their whole life, and the same with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we're told to think a certain way, do do things a certain way, right. and you think that's right. Like you genuinely believe that that's the right thing. It's mm-hmm. not that you're an idiot right. if you think that way. But you've been told that since yeah, the, like yeah, it's it's programmed in your mind at that point. And that's this is a big point that I really want to talk about a lot and get more into in the future. But I feel like there's a lot of doom and gloom around our current space of society. We have more access to information than ever before. We have the Library of Alexandria in our pocket. We can access anything at any point in time. Those freedoms are trying to be taken away from us, but that's why we're better off than our parents. That's why at 20, we can make these ideas come to life and have these realizations and perspective changes is because we have access to so much information, so many different viewpoints. In the 50s, you had a radio and a TV that didn't have any color on it. Fox and CNN. And three channels, yeah. That's all you have. Yeah. Now we have an infinite amount of access to an infinite amount of information. That's the most freeing thing there is. And that's yeah. why I'm so inspired. I, I hear a lot of people say, like, this is a horrible time. Like, I want to live in this time period, yeah. this time period. I, I truly believe it's the best time period possible yeah. to be alive. And I really think that if people find that perspective and truly believe in it, they can find a lot of inspiration and hope for the future. Yeah. Uh, piggybacking on that, shout out to Patrick Bad David. Yep. Uh, his yep. first podcast of the new year. If you don't know who that is, his YouTube channel is Valuetainment. It's his media company. He's he's an awesome guy. Um, I really recommend listening to him. If just about anything. If you don't like it, you can turn it off, but give it a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but his big thing going into 2024 was the future is bright and we see all this stuff through media saying that uh, there's war going on in Ukraine and Israel, all that and uh, COVID and whatever like negative things are happening. Mm -hmm. How scared would those people in power be if us as a society were like the future is bright and we genuinely believe that and the future is going to be bright. If we all think that the we're, we're screwed and the future going to suck and this is a bad time period like mm-hmm. you were saying then that's how it's going to be yeah but if we're all genuinely believe that the future is bright i truly believe the future will be bright and i think that was really inspiring hearing that from him and it's a it's a really good point because we we really are like told to be scared or like there yeah. there's clearly stuff out there um through media that's trying to scare us and make us seem like uh we're going to go into a recession uh covid restrictions war all this stuff china invading taiwan that's all i've been hearing a lot about that like it's all possible yeah right it's all possible that and that's the thing it's all possible that could happen yeah but the what it changes that is people being reliant on themselves their families and their communities and truly valuing those relationships not valuing what the media is saying but valuing what you truly care about who you truly are and asking yourself why and finding out your motivations for things i feel like that's very important to find a positive perspective about the future and especially like voting with your dollar you know voting it's up in the air who knows if you go vote for a presidential election i've never voted i haven't either i won't i, won't I probably won't no i'm never going to pick a side because no matter what they're representing the people who are paying them and you know there's all kinds of debate on different politicians that aren't doing that but yeah. in reality a politician's a politician in my mind i think 
the power isn't within the people. And like you said, if Pat it's Trump, not who's president. No, it's not who's president. No matter who's president, the power is with the people. The power is with the people, and that's why so much money goes into feeding people information yeah. to make them think a certain way. And I really, really think that if people focus, truly want better for the future and do their best to discipline themselves to create that better future, if that becomes a movement that is spread throughout the majority of people, things will change. You vote with your dollar. You don't vote at the voting booth. You vote why, okay, I'm not going to spend money on this because this is what this company supports. <laughs> right? Like that. It's so crazy that that's really how people make choices. Right. It's like, um, whatever this one side says, I'm going to agree with every point of it. Exactly. Yeah. No matter if, I'm not going to take a second to think about it, but just because I'm a Republican, I'm going to agree with everything mm-hmm. Not to get too political here, but just as an example, you know, just just because I'm a Republican, everything this guy says, I'm going to agree with it. I got or the same with Democrat. I got everything a, they say, I'm going to agree with it. Right. And I got a hilarious example I wanted to say, because if you think about it through that lens and kind of put yourself in the shoes of somebody who thinks like that, right, they're going to see Shell or Exxon or one of these gas companies that's destroyed the Amazon, put a gay, fri- uh, gay pride flag on their oil tankers, and they're going to say, I stand with that company because they're representing our best interests. When they're poisoning the world, poisoning people in third world countries, <laughs> yeah. but they put a political symbol on their product, and people say, "You know that that's good." When they're the, the <laughs> they're, they're the great. Worst thing. It's great when they're yeah. the worst thing. So that, that that's a really good way to put it in perspective of what politics is really about. Just to sell you on an idea, and I don't think me or Hopper's motivation here is to sell anyone on an idea. It's just to share our ideas and hope that by sharing our ideas other people can find hope and that's really all that motivates me and that's all i want to do with this all i want to do with anything i create music anything and i know hopper shares the same sentiment yeah and i'm just i'm very excited for the future i'm happy to hear you share me too i mean the future really is bright man like um i really want to hammer that home that we we are at such a great time um Times right now are very similar to time before the, uh, what was it, the Renaissance period? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, if we as a society, just like the average person, can decide to make this change and tilt it in a positive direction, it'll go that way. I really believe that. And there's a lot of people at the top with a lot of power. Not saying, I don't think there's one group called the Illuminati. I don't believe in that, but like, Money's power. I mean, you see it with the Jeffrey Epstein thing right now. I mean, it's the amount, the people in power that he had control over because he, money, and he blackmailed them into basically power plays. Right. Like, right. Like, because when you have that much money, um, you think you can sleep with underage girls and get away with it. Right. They genuinely believe that that would never come out. That and, list would never come out. And that's okay. They believe that's okay. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, like, we I, okay. We can say names of people who are on the list, like Bill Clinton. Yeah, a U.S. president <laughs> flew, I think, like somewhere around fifty times. That's documented, and is definitely has. There's proven scenarios where there's a lot of things that don't add up. You can follow money, and you can follow paperwork, and you can find answers to any of this stuff. It's just yeah. doing the research. But those are the people who are telling you through the media what to think. Child. People who are predators of the most innocent things on this planet are the ones.
ones who are trying to feed you information. So that that's <laughs> it's crazy when you think about that put, it. Put it yeah. in that perspective, yeah. No, it's just like there's no reason to take what the media is saying and what's popular on Instagram, what's popular on X or Twitter, whatever you want to refer to it as. Same thing. You don't know if that's a bot. Yeah, saying that you don't know if that's just a paid for person, which is the same thing as a bot. Yeah, saying that that has a following, and you got to make these conclusions yourself. And that's that's really, I think, one of my main motivations. May if I could boil down a message, that's it: is make your conclusions for yourself yeah. based on your true values, not what values you're fed. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, have any any of y'all heard about BlackRock? I mean, most people I bring BlackRock up to. Never heard of it. It's a company that, uh, uh, asset holding company, something, um, investment firm. firm, Yeah. Um, BlackRock, Vanguard and state street. Mm -hmm. Those three companies own 88% of the S and P 500 companies. If you don't know what that is, that's the, that's the top 500 companies in America. They own three companies own 88% of the top 500 companies in America. That that is, I mean, if they get say on whatever those companies do, exactly. like you think about Apple, Amazon, all those com- huge companies. There's three companies that are have say in what those companies do. The the stuff they push out, everything is. Yeah. Um, not to get too conspiracy theory here, but if you look into BlackRock, just just look up BlackRock. You can go to. Um, it's public to see who owns the most shares in those companies. Yeah. Go look who owns the most shares in Amazon. Just go do it. And, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it's it's really crazy, and that's something that we don't have to talk too much about. But I think people should be more aware of because most people I bring up BlackRock to don't has never heard of it. Right. No idea what it is. When in reality, that's probably the person who has more presidential power than any actual yeah. politician is Larry Fink, and people that are at the tops of those organizations, they are the ones. To actually have the say so at the end of the day because they own the majority of your company. And if that, if you want proof on that, if you want to research that, look up ESG ratings uh, that went into effect in 2016, right around Trump's initial campaign when all of this, de- like, conjuring of fighting, like trying to get people to divide from each other really started was 2016. But in 2016, BlackRock implemented ESG rating, which rated your company based on it's inclusivity of all different things. But in reality, what that was, was getting all of those companies that they own, which is like all of them, to say the same type of thing, preach the same type of values, share the same type of interest, so people stop having kids, people start fighting with each other about race, when race was not a thing when I was growing up. Like, that wasn't yeah, me a neither. factor. It wasn't a factor at all, and it became a thing because social media reinvigorated civil rights and of course there's things that happen that are racially motivated but if we're talking about the majority of people yeah the overall very very small percentage yeah, of people like, yeah I, I i have not encountered someone directly who's who's just literally racist yeah like, like I, I, and I live literally in hates a race yeah. we live in a, what's considered a southern state yeah growing up here i never encountered that yeah. and, and it became a thing when social media became more implemented into our lives and, and Relating that to BlackRock in the ESG rating, that is your proof that these people pay to convince you to go about things a certain way, to live your life a certain way, to live in fear of the future, to not have families, to do all those things. That is what is being paid to be said right now. But I feel there's truly a 
silent majority of people that believe the opposite of that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think there is a lot of people, kind of like you were saying earlier, that um, they don't see a good solution for their information because right. both sides of whatever, it doesn't have to be Republican, Democrat, red, blue pill, whatever right. you want to say. Right. Um, but um, it really seems like you have to go into one of these two groups and you have to believe everything this group believes or yep. you're going to get shunned by the other people in your group if you disagree with one thing. Mm -hmm. But it's not that way. We disagree on some things. Um, I disagree with uh, some of my other friends on things, but we're still really close friends. I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you're close friends. Most of the core values probably need to be aligned, and especially with people you have relationships with, yeah. uh, girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands, wives. Um, but you don't have to agree on every single topic. That's not... Um, no, yeah. I nope. mean, that's literally, that's like a robot right. or like a, yeah. you know, NPC. Exactly. How every, many NPCs do you see? Every time I go to the gym, bro, I swear <laughs> to God, I see at least 20 NPCs. Yep. Like it's. Absolutely. Some, yeah. And, and they, that is the, what also inspires me seeing those people because you see they are lost. Like you said, yeah. robotic, like whatever, whatever term you want to use for it, they don't know who they are. They don't know what they're looking for they're just living by what's expected of them and that's not a way to live you're not going to be fulfilled by that when you're older and touching on the point of people picking a side and having to stick with that side or they yeah. get shunned by that side is like i see a lot of people who are parents age that have been with a certain political party for so long that they won't revert on those ideals because they've stood on that hill for even a single years. point and yeah even because you can still generally agree with most things well, you might disagree on absolutely. one thing, yeah, absolutely. but you're not going to say that. No. And you're just going to align with that gonna, group. You're going to agree yeah. no matter what. A blanket statement, agree, and that's super dangerous, and that is how people gain control of the masses, and that's the easiest way to do it. And I really, really think that when you talk about your friends, you're not going to agree with everything your friends agree with. Yeah. I think my metric for that is if that friendship, you can look at it, and, okay, you disagree on whatever topic, whatever... Topic I agree, I disagree with one of my friends about uh, abortion. Right. So, just so, something like that. So, yeah, let's say you disagree on that. You can come to a consensus where you respect each other's opinion. Mm -hmm. but exactly. if that relationship is negatively, negatively affecting you and your people around you, that's when you yeah. have to, like, when it comes to health, when it comes to mindset, that's when you draw a line. It's not whatever your political ideals are, don't matter because that's just your ideals. But when it comes to your health, your well being, those are the values that are important. That's the stuff that you need to involve your friend group with. I've seen plenty of people that share all the same political ideals, but also all the same negative traits. Yeah. And they don't see a problem with that because it's reaffirming to say, oh, well, you do this too. Like, so let's go do it together. Right. So and and that that is what is super dangerous. And you, I I can disagree with with people about anything, but as long as I know they have good intentions, that's all I care about. Do you have um like two people in your family that uh like are on two separate sides of the political spectrum, mm -hmm. um and that's caused like some conflict? Because I definitely mm -hmm. um specifically uh just two people in my family. One's really far left. One's really far right. Um, uh, not gonna name names or who they are or anything but and literally at family gatherings family reunions birthday parties whatever almost every time it creates an argument and it's mm -hmm. it's uh 
it's really disturbing to see that something so far out of our control and doesn't matter as much as people think it does can cause conflict between family members because family values is something I strongly believe in. I'm really close with my family. I have great relationships with both my parents. They're divorced, but I still have great relationships with both of them. Mm -hmm. I have great relationship with my aunts and uncles, uh, my cousins. Um, and family is really important to me. And it really, it disturbs me to see something that stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, cause conflict and literally tear two people apart because of they disagree on something like abortion or whatever political things going on. Yeah. Uh, and it's based on Facebook. My dad and my sister are, are a good yeah. example as well. They don't speak because during 2016 and all that, like, political ideology was getting inflamed that you pick one side or the other. All that was happening. They stopped communicating with each other, and they haven't since. And they base what they think of each other off of what they see each other posting on Facebook now. <laughs> they don't even communicate. They can't even have the conversation. I, I'll tell them, like, make a bridge. Go reach out to them. Sit down and talk to them. And that's, and if anybody's listening, wanting to, like, take something from that, if you disagree with your family member about politics, go sit down with them and say, hey, I love you. You know, I don't want this to get in between us because I care about our relationship. What can I do? And if they respond with nothing and they're an asshole, fuck them. Don't spend yeah. time with them. But I bet 95% of the time they're going to say, you know, I love you too. That doesn't matter. You know, yeah. and then you can you can have differences and make peace, but it's having the conversation. Having that conversation is difficult. Working <laughs> up the courage to have a like a conversation like that is super difficult. It's especially like when you're trying to create your identity. We talk about like high school mindset, like yeah. trying to find your identity in that time period when you're still trying to be controlled by your parents and the system, and really difficult. But if you can rely on yourself, find your values, and have a conversation and truly express what you feel, they will respect that eventually if they don't fuck them but yeah. if, if they do and they respect that and they respect you that's the first step to building a better relationship and that's what because getting out of high school my dad kicked me out twice my mom kicked me out a few times i ended up living with my cousin we mentioned matthew earlier i live i lived with them they took me in because th both of my parents did not believe in me did not see things the way i saw things and would not let me think for myself and i just could not stand to conform to that so i did what I had to do, which was find my own path. And that gained me respect for my father. That gained me respect for my mother to where they didn't own anything that I had, so they couldn't tell me what to do. Yeah. And then they just had to sit back and think, okay, well, can't tell him what to do. How is he doing? He's doing great. Well, that's all I wanted <laughs> for him. So they, they, it, it works out, but it's taking that bet on yourself. It's taking the bet on yourself, investing yeah. in yourself, not just monetarily, but with your beliefs, knowing you believe in that, yeah. sticking by it, and your interests, going after your interests and spending time doing them, and that—that's yeah, yeah. I have a question, Justice. Um, so, not that it was the worst thing that could happen, but pretty rough relationships with your parents in the mm -hmm. past. Yeah. Um, but you still have a strong like family value and belief, and you want to have children, and absolutely, yeah. you got married young. Um, what? How did you fight through that and not let that negative past affect your future when it comes to family? That's a great question, Harper, because I, I think this is a crucial point, too, is you can take a negative instance with a family member within life, anything, and you can victimize yourself because of it and say, well, I do this drug because of this trauma. 
and I need this drug to cope with this trauma. Or you can say, this trauma is something I can learn from. And then you learn from it and take that moving forward. And what, with your question, with my parents specifically, I took all the negative traits that they had, all the mental abuse I went through, and I took that and I said, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make sure I don't do that. And that is what really helped me develop my value system was saying, okay, what don't I like? Why don't I like that thing? Okay, that then you find the answers to what you really believe in. And that's kind of how I crafted that was just, I'm not going to let them going through all this, putting me in these terrible positions. I'm not going to victimize myself and say, oh, well, I'm going to go do this drug because they put me in this position. I'm going to say, fuck them. I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to make something out of myself. And then they're just going to have to respect me. And that's that. And so far it's going great. And so that's, yeah. So kind of like I said earlier, the adversity is so important and you need to go through adversity Mm -hmm. to to grow. Absolutely. But um, even statistically, like people from families that stay together and are doing well financially, um, they perform better in life. But so not to say that you need to go through parents splitting up, bad relationships with your parents, but um, it is really, you can go two ways with it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people in your exact situation, yeah. would instead of being like, I'm going to prove you wrong, right. um, they would be, they would exactly like you said, they would take those drugs, they would fall into a toxic relationship for themselves, mm-hmm. they would end up getting divorced. Yeah. having kids with people that they're not married with um you know you see that a lot i mean and then say oh well my parents did that so i'm doing yeah. it or that my parents taught me to do that it's like no. yeah like i'm 22 and i have um three friends now that had a kid in their early 20s late teens mm-hmm. and they're not with that girl anymore and i think it's very sad to see that yeah um, absolutely you really need to prioritize who um not to get too deep into this thing because it's a very controversial topic, but mm-hmm. um, who you're sleeping with and hookup culture, you really need to be cautious of who you're doing stuff like that with. Um, not to say you should save yourself for marriage. I don't necessarily believe in that, right. but um, do what you want just going to sleep with girls uh, every weekend that you meet in clubs, that's not going to fulfill you in any way. Right. It's not going to benefit you in any way. No. Um, girls and guys, it works both ways. Um, so, and I think a lot of, uh, our culture now is trying to push that to where not only is it okay to do that, which is fine if you want, but like now it's more like, it's better to do that. Like, it's cool. It's cool that you've had, that you've slept with 50 women or it's cool that you've slept with 20 guys as a girl. Like, and I think that's very dangerous, but kind of like we've been saying there, there is a lot of people that are genuine and don't just follow everything Mm -hmm. but i would still say the majority do especially people our age i feel like me and you have delved out a solid mindset due to like really disciplining ourselves and curating our information that we intake which could give us a better like outlook right i feel like a lot of people our age like just got a phone and like got facebook when they're in like fourth grade or fifth grade or whatever and then just stayed on it and like oh instagram comes out i'm just gonna get on that too Oh, Twitter. Oh, TikTok. I'm just going to get on that too. And it's like, you just do that. You don't realize that you're, and I don't think everybody's like this, but I think a lot of people let their personality change with what is trending on those social media platforms now. And that is what dictates 
how they go about things like hookup culture and how yeah. they think about family, stuff like that. But in reality, because I've known Marissa now for six and a half years, uh, is what we're pushing, which is crazy. We and you're only twenty three. I'm twenty three. Yeah. And uh, dude, I swear, I spend we, me and my wife work from home together. We spend more time together than most people that are in relationships that I know. But we truly know each other and trust each other to such a level. I don't feel judged by her. She doesn't yeah. feel judged by me. We might, if we're doing something stupid, check each other on it. But we're not yeah. judged because we love each other truly. And that is a place to start, you know, if that's what, that's what you should look for to have relations with someone, to develop a relationship like, you know, making someone your significant other. Don't just do it because, oh, you look attractive and I'm attractive. Okay. Yeah. Because if you have to be a different person with that person than who you truly are, yeah, you aren't going to be in that relationship for more than ten years. I promise. Like, could you give a couple like pieces of insight for people our age? Because I've said this to you a lot, Marissa. Mm-hmm. Both. Um, it's crazy. The when I first we met a long time ago, um, but we didn't really connect until we were about twenty twenty one, and. Uh, that's when they were li- him and Marissa were already living together and stuff. And when I first started hanging around them, I, I saw something in their relationship that I've never seen in relationships of people our age. Um, like the way she looks at you when you're talking, you know, yeah. uh, the way y'all truly love each other and the way I think something very important that this is most people. Mm-hmm. You are the exact same person right now as you are if she was set, standing right there. Exactly. Yes. Yep. You're not you're not acting different because she's not here, right. you know? Right. And but could you just give a couple like you don't have to go too deep, but just mm-hmm. a couple uh like important factors that played into your what led y'all's relationship to this point okay. at such a young age because it's hard to get to that point at our age. This is a great that's a great question because it was her because I was at a point when I met her that my values were absolutely out the window because I had developed values, but all my friendships and everything fell apart. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know if there was good because not only am I having these problems with my friends and the relationship I had in high school, but my parents, all these different things. I didn't see good on a daily basis. It was a lot of negative at that time period. But Marissa, who has been through more than me or anybody I know when it comes to trauma, like, had a true value system she said because i had the like at the time me and marissa i had the mindset of like like you were talking about like body count like really like superficial shit but she showed me you don't need to value yourself that way that's gross why are you why are you like bragging about putting yourself out there and giving a piece of yourself to people that you don't ever see again or spend was that a conversation she had with you or was it just something you saw by her example? It, I saw by example over time. We had the conversation eventually, but like at the beginning of our relationship, we got together and I was I was still being an idiot. I was like, I was trying to talk to other girls. Like I was playing the part of a player, stupid guy that's in high school. You know, I was doing, I was yeah. doing that. And I realized, I told her this the other day, like I looked at her values. And I said, I respect that. That I respect you because you believe in like self-preservation. You believe in setting lines for yourself that you're not going to cross, no matter what is said or what your friend group is. And I, I just, I, I told her just, I think it was two days ago. I was like, I saw a tweet on my phone that said, 
there's always one relationship that you look back on that you wish you would have never let go of. And I knew at that time, because I had, I was, I was screwing around and Marissa didn't know if she wanted to be with me. And I made a decision. I'm not going to cheat on this woman because she deserves to be treated well. And I know that I respect her and love her for who she is. So I'm going to, I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to spend my time with it. I'm going to really try yeah. to focus on it. And that, Fully dedicating myself to that relationship is what created the beautiful relationship we have now. Because I started in the same place I feel like most people our age are at still right now, where it's just, oh, I'm screwing around, like, sex is just sex, whatever. Like, it's not an intimate thing. It's just, you know, it's yeah. a casual thing. And she showed me, no, there's real value to that. There, there's true value to that. And true value in giving respect. Because I was cheated on a lot in that relationship I had in high school. So I was in the mindset of, oh, if I got poked over, I'm just going to go go do the same thing, yep. like the revenge mindset. But I realized how stupid that was because something truly worth spending time doing, you know, it's not going to be easy, but at the same time, it's worth it. And you know it's worth it because it's true love, it's true respect, it's true honesty. Nothing's behind the curtain. It's all out in front and you still love each other, you know, no matter what. And that that's really kind of the situations and occurrences that happened that made me decide okay. this is what i'm going to stick with really yeah okay so last question about the relationship stuff mm-hmm. um and this could apply to just like you and marissa or just like your outlook on this yeah. um do you think that you meet someone you're meant to be with that person and that's just how it works it's like destiny or do right. you think you met this person it could go good or bad but y'all both worked so hard to get to this point mm-hmm. and that's what created the ecosystem you're in now it, that, or do you think it was like you're just meant to be and that's just how it is i i have i, I would say i kind of believe in both in a way i think for a, an overall like general statement that applies to most people it's the latter it's the you build it you create the ecosystem yeah. and it comes that is definitely the circumstance i have a strong belief with life in general that there are no coincidences uh, that's just i don't think that applies to everyone i think that's something i could conjure myself you know but it, it, that's something we've talked about a lot yeah we but, both feel that way. i think that is kind of a um sorry to cut you off no you're good but uh when it comes to the stuff being coincidences yeah. i agree with that completely like there is um no matter what religion you believe in or right um it's not religious to say this it's just saying that there are things that any one of you could look back on in your life and be like these things were not coincidences. Right. There's a reason this happened, and it was. I'm glad it worked out that way. Absolutely. Even the bad things, you can look back and say, "I'm glad these things happened to me because it led me to this point." And that made you who you are. Yeah. And that is the thing that those, if it's bad or good, it makes you into who you are if you truly look at it and learn from it, no matter what it is. And I really, what was your question again? Oh, it was about um. So you and Marissa meant to be or was it like working up to that point all right right so i think on the meant to be part it working up to that point is what why we are where we are now because if i wouldn't have worked i wouldn't have tried to better myself i wouldn't be in this relationship like she wouldn't respect me right you know so but when it comes to coincidences marissa i moved every year after fifth grade for school up until ninth grade so there's like four four years around about three or four years i moved each year to a different school Marissa just happened to be at one of those schools. And then she ended up being at the high school I was at. And 
she tells a story for us where she saw me and she knew that she wanted to be with me and pursued that. And at first, like freshman year, we didn't really get together. But senior year is when we really started a serious relationship. I don't think it's coincidence that she was there. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. think it's coincidence that you were longtime best friends with my cousin, which then introduced me to you, which then we create this beautiful relationship that we yeah. can have conversations and talk about things like this. Going to Chicago and wanting to pursue music dreams on an industry level and then realizing this doesn't align with my values. This is more of a transaction than it is like a true relationship I'm developing up here. That was a sign, not a coincidence. You know, what are you going to value? That was the universe questioning me like, okay, you're in this position. You have your dream job in front of you. You have a scholarship to do it. Are you going to do it and, and sacrifice having all your relationships be for transaction? Or are you going to go back and work hard to make something organic that you can sustain over time yeah. that's all based on love? That's all based on things that came into my life naturally, not through coincidence or like through coincidence that just happened to be like all my closest relationships, stuff that naturally came to me yeah. in my journey. And um, I know like with our relationship specifically mm. happened after that. So if you did pursue that, who knows? Right. You know, we wouldn't be here right now, probably. Exactly. exactly. We definitely wouldn't be. I wouldn't have the mindset. Yeah. I, I would be in the realm of trying to convey a certain myself a certain way to sell my product versus yeah. being myself and me being myself selling my product. And that, if you think about longevity, you think about happiness, if you put those as the factors as to like how you're going to measure things, yeah, I'm going to be way happier if I'm 30 making like, let's say $10,000 a year for music, if that, right? Like, yeah. Then I would be if I was a millionaire yeah. industry level artist, like having the answer to labels and people that have paid for me to get there. Like I, I know what I want from life yeah. and it's to be happy when I'm old and I'm do I'm taking all the steps I can to make sure when I'm old, I don't look back with regrets. I look back with, man, I'm happy I did this. It's funny you say that there's a, uh, influencer, I guess out there. Uh, he has a podcast. He writes books. His name's Alex Hormozzi. Okay. Um, in a podcast I re listened to recently, he actually said that he makes every decision based on a committee of his future self, mm -hmm. one that's 60, 70, and 80, and 90. Mm -hmm. he, he makes decisions based on what they would say right? and what right. they would want. And thinking about that is important, um, but it's hard to find the balance of living here, yes. being in the moment, but also because it is, you can't just do that. You can't just YOLO, right. I'm going to do this. You only live once, so and then because well, you have to think about yeah. the future. It's right. going back to instant gratification. Yeah, you know what's going to benefit me in ten years? What's going to benefit me tomorrow? It could be something as small as that. You yeah. know, um, I really, I really struggle to find that balance. Right, because some days I'm like, yes, right, like Memento Mori, Marcus Aurelius. That's one of his like quotes. Um, he was a Roman emperor. For those that don't know. Um, Memento, memento mori means you only live once you will die or not you not you only live once but you will die remember that you will die yes this is the book meditations <laughs> um and that really for a long time that made me think like you will die so like i gotta make i gotta live right now mm -hmm. i gotta do this in the moment mm -hmm. but um another part of me is like like you were saying you gotta think about the future yeah you have to right because then you're just going to end up fucking when you're 60. If you ha you have fun all the way till you're 60, but you're 60, 
um, you're broke, you never invested, you spend all your money traveling and doing because there's a lot of people that they just go and they travel and they spend all their money. Well, and they, and they buy any, new cars, buy nice houses, and all this, and then they don't have any intimate. Relationships yeah, but then they're wor- they end up working until they're seventy. Like, right. being hundred percent honest, I don't want to be working when I'm when I'm fifty. Right. I would love to retire when I'm fifty, and Absolutely. obviously not like completely out of making income, but like I don't want to be working a job for someone else when I'm fifty. Exactly. You yeah, know what I mean? Working for yourself. Right. That, that's um, really retirement in my. Mind. And I think it's unrealistic. A lot of entrepreneurs nowadays, like. I'm 20 and I, I made a million dollars. Yeah, there's people that do that online, whatever it is. But you don't have to think like by the time I'm 25, I want to be a millionaire and not work a nine to five. Like you could build up to that point. Right. Like if you work your ass off in your 20s and then save some money, mm-hmm. learn about business if you want to be a business owner. Yeah. And then by the time you're in the 30s, you can comfortably start doing that. Right. And um, it'll be a much easier transition than just dropping everything right now, going all out on this thing, which does work for some people. Don't get me wrong. Right. Yeah. People can't. That is a reality. If you want to do that, go for and it. Money is your. Happiness. But I think people yeah. forget the other side. Like there is other options to reach that point. Absolutely. Like just because I sit here and I keep saying like, oh, nine to five, I don't want to do that. Like I realize that that's a part of the process. Right. For me, like I can't just drop everything and focus only on that right now you have to like build. i have to build i mean before mm-hmm. the money yeah it's your health i think right. that's the number one factor start yes. working out eat clean um just take one sleep pattern yeah. everything you want to get all that in check before you even think about making money and, and like you said earlier that's a one-step process you say this this couple weeks i'm gonna eat, try to eat better yeah it's not doing everything at once it's taking that initial step and that just taking those steps slowly over time being consistent Spending the time wisely and staying disciplined equals growth. Then you will grow. But if you say, I'm going to change everything all at once, it's New Year's. I'm going to change all my bad habits right now. That's never going to happen. Sorry. That's not yeah. going to happen all at once. You're, you're gonna, it's going to take time. It's going to suck. It's like you're quitting nicotine. It's yeah. going to suck. But when you get past it, you're thankful you're past it. Yeah. But back to what you're saying, man, about the uh, like future think versus present think. I had a lot of trouble, especially in the time period where I was about to go in the oil field. I was about to go make a big leap, like going to Chicago, doing things like that. Think about the future the whole time. I would stay up, not on purpose. I couldn't go to sleep because my mind was just racing about what are the future outcomes of what I'm doing right now? What is the future outcome of the path I'm on? And it limited my ability to be happy a lot. My ability to think in the future all the time helps me a lot because I can plan. But when it comes to emotional health and like happiness, I lose a lot of being in the moment, or I used to. I don't as much anymore. I've, I've learned a happy medium, but I lost a lot of time appreciating the moment yeah. because I was focused on the future. And I think that finding that happy medium is, for me, what I've found is you work for the future so you get moments where you are in the present, right? Like, I'm, I'm exactly, yeah. I'm, I'm spending That's a great way to of put my it. time working for stuff that is for my future self. But when I make like when I reach an achievement or reach something that I've mm-hmm. been trying to work on, I make sure to take that time or take that day to just relax and enjoy that in that moment. Going on vacation, doing things like that. You can you can have a hundred million dollar company and your life be business and trying to make money. And then you go on vacation with your family and you're thinking about a deal yeah. versus spending time with your family. That's not good. That's not like that's not what I want to be. Like you said, anybody's happiness is different. 
some people are happy with that like monetary only lifestyle but like i want where i find my happiness is creating things that take hard work that take business or money and then being able to sit back and say i did this and sitting in it for a little bit enjoying it and it it took me a while to be able to just appreciate what i established here it took me like i was still thinking i need to do more i need yeah. to do more you don't always need to do more when you reach your milestones take some time to chill and like, yeah. appreciate them. celebrate the small wins yes yeah. absolutely take a step at a time celebrate small wins and just take it slow it's not immediate nothing's yeah. instant everything's instant on our phones so we think everything should be instant but <laughs> yeah in reality it, it takes fucking time and it takes a lot of work and that and you even said earlier too is you feel distance and isolated from people when you start taking those steps and that's yeah. a big part of it that's a, i think one of the bigger things that keeps people from really growing is because you have a peer group and everyone does this negative thing that you want to change you're probably going to stay with it if you stay within that peer yeah. group. you're probably gonna it's probably gonna it's okay to separate yourself from people that aren't willing to grow with you yes absolutely it's not okay to be like screw you i hate you i don't want to be a part of your life anymore right but you know maybe don't in if when they ask you to go to the bars but you're trying to quit drinking alcohol right say no, say no. Yeah. learn i mean it's hard and then you're not gonna it's get, really hard because you're not going to get invited stuff yeah. as often you're gonna you're gonna feel isolated but in reality that is benefiting you and yeah i think i think because i find myself in that spot a lot where it's like i need to make this decision and i know this is gonna like push me further from some of these people right? yeah and i ultimately have to make that decision and i know in my heart of hearts that maybe i hope it's not a no but i hope that they'll see that too eventually but you can't get them to see it with you you can't convince anyone to think any different than they want to that is a huge lesson in life like you can change how you think you can change how you feel about things changing how other people's how other people see things and feel about things takes them wanting better for themselves and you can't give that to someone they have to find it and that's I'm just happy that you have found that and that I have yeah. found that we can talk about it because there's not a lot of people I know that I can have conversations with talking about growth, talking about these yeah. things. So. Something that was really scary for me, kind of same area we were talking about is with the friends specifically is it's hard to um, dif- like determine if you're friends with this person just because of this activity right. or hobby that's a bad thing and... Um, when you, I'll just use the bar example, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, people want to go out all the time and you keep, you find, you decide you want to stop drinking, right. whatever it is you want to do. And they ask you to go and you're like, no, I'm not going to go tonight. You know, I'm trying to stop drinking. You get judged for it. Mm-hmm. Like you'll, you're going to get judged. You might lose some friends over that. Right. But then you realize that you were only friends with them because of those negative things. Right. Right. And sometimes you're only friends with people because you grew up in the same town as exactly. This is very like common and like, especially for like smaller towns, like where I'm from is like, yes, like his cousin, Matthew, we came from the same town. He's my true friend. Um, Really close friends always have been. And it was deeper than we had the same classes together. We went to the same school. We played football. It was, it was so much deeper than that. But I did have a lot of friends that were just friends because of those circumstances. Right. Like time and, spent equals friendship. Yeah. That's not true. Time it's so spent. hard to determine. Wh- and, and it's hard to break that off. You know, you it want- really is. Because you do care for them. Right. It's not that there's no genuine relationship there. It's just right. 
be cautious about who you call your friends. Well, in that because friends are me. when you say someone's your friend, like that's someone you have a genuine relationship with that you love, right. that you would do anything for. Not someone that you just have a surface level. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree with that, and I think a big like factor for deciding who your actual friends are and like how we're defining the word friends is make those decisions that better you make yeah. those decisions who's still there for you who mm-hmm. still re- hits you up and wants to hang out with you yeah even though you're bettering yourself and you might not have a drink with them who still wants to come like chill and have a conversation you will know who your true friends are then and then you realize those other people weren't actually my friends they were just happy that i was doing the negative things with them and that that like because it reconfirms that they're okay to do this negative thing because you're doing this yeah. negative thing. But in reality, a true friend wants the best for you. They want to see you healthy. They want to see you happy. They want to see you grow. And if you if you don't, that's not reciprocated from someone and you're giving that to them, you got to cut that relationship off or you're going to be emotionally yeah. drained. And that's like, even like my mom, she's like my mom. I love her, but I can't emotionally attach myself to her in any way because she doesn't want to see me grow. She doesn't want to see what's best yeah. for me. She wants what's best for her and she wants me to feel bad for her. I can't do that. I can't spend time doing that. I did for a long time. I tried hard to make sure that she went on the right path in life, but I realized eventually that's not my job. I got to do what's best for me. And if she doesn't like that I'm doing what's best for me, she doesn't care yeah. about me. Like I'm, I'm caring about her. So I can't feel empathetic for her. When you start making changes, that's when you you really see who yeah who's there for you and who's truly loves you, Absolutely. cares about you. Absolutely, man. And it's fucking it's tough. It's really tough. But well, it's worth I think it. it's scary for the, those people, right? Because like the people that go out and drink every weekend, mm-hmm. by me saying no, I don't want to go and saying like I'm done. Mm-hmm. I don't drink anymore. Right. It's right. scary for them because it. It's not validating what they're doing. Exactly. And then they, they add, and this is the thing, they're drinking so they don't ask themselves those questions. Yeah. When you decide to make that decision, they have to ask themselves that yeah. question. They can choose to ignore it, but when they you, they see you say, I'm not going to go have that drink, they have to be like, oh, am I just having this drink and I don't need to be? Like, and they're like, oh, no, I'm just going to go drink. I'm not going to think about that. Yeah. Like, it's just fun, you know? It's yeah. Just... It's just a good time. When in reality, you're standing around, you can't hear each other spending $20 on drinks per yeah. drink and then... You don't have any money, and yeah. you didn't even get to. Which not to entirely shit on going to bars and it's clubs. It's a good time. It's a good time in, like, like everything in life, and with balance, right. not all the time, and yeah. And some people might be more prone to that. Like they might enjoy that more than me or you do necessarily. Right. right. Um, and that's fine. But I think any for anyone going to the bar every weekend and spending a bunch of money and just getting hammered and. Sleeping with random girls, I don't think that's good for anyone. Now, if you go once a month, you go on birthdays. I'm not trying to like say that any of that's like bad necessarily. I'm just saying for me personally, like we've had some great nights doing that. Yeah, yeah, like it. it, it, Yeah, I'm saying the people that are overly doing it. Right. Like. Right. Everything in moderation. Yeah. Everything. Even good stuff in moderation. Because if you try to do all good things at once, like you're talking about with trying to change all your bad habits at one time. It's not going to happen. You have to do it yeah. in moderation. Everything comes in moderation. And I feel like that comes with discipline. And for me, my what I'm trying to bring into this year more than anything is consistency and discipline. And if I can stick to that, keep myself on top of the work that I want to do, making music, making this podcast, pursuing my creative ideas and posting them, not just creating them, but posting them and putting myself out there for the open market 
is what I really want to do. And that takes consistency and discipline and not scrolling through YouTube all the time. Yeah. Not just playing video games all the time. That takes saying, okay, I'm not going to do this right now. I'm going to do this thing that's productive for me. Even if I don't really want to, I need to do it. And I'm going to get a certain amount of time to do it. Yeah. What are you taking in this year, Hunter? What are you? Um, it's kind of a pet peeve, mm-hmm. the New Year's resolution thing for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Because we're, um, we're talking about No, not to yeah. shit on what you're saying, but yeah. like, um, I think that I don't care if it's July or September. Right. You can make a change then. Don't say I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna wait till Monday. It's it's Saturday, and you're like, I'll start eating good Monday. Yeah, next. Day. Yeah, yeah, and then starting Monday, I'm gonna go to the gym. Like start today. Right. Like today needs to be day one. Yeah. Not thinking like one day I'm gonna do this. Like today needs to be day one. Yeah. I mean, and are am I perfect in saying that? No. Like I I do fall to temptations too, but like. Um, I understand, and I've made a lot of progress thinking this way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to mess up. I think the end, like if you, something I have done recently um, as I started journaling, I started with gratitude journaling, which I recommend to anyone. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that for a while. But something recently is like uh, reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing weekly. You can do daily, monthly, right. or quarter, or whatever you want to do. Kind of just saying like, um, what are the positive things that I did to grow? What are the negative things? What can I do to change these negative things? How can I amplify these positive things? Right. Like just, it, it doesn't matter the total of what it is. It's just being a net positive at the end of that week. Right. So by the end of this next week, I'm going to be better than I was going into this week. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be dramatic. Right. But, but just small steps. Yeah. I think reviewing everything you do, um, you don't have to be like super like OCD about it, but mm-hmm. just doing like a weekly review or something, right. write it in a journal. Like I did at work today. I, I made this mistake. Um, right. X, Y, Z, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I s- made a bad decision that, uh, made my friend upset right. or I did this thing for my mom and it made her super happy. I went to the gym every Every weekday, like I told myself I was going to do, I actually meal prepped. I actually read 10 pages every day, you know, just things like that. That, That's a really good point, Hopper, is giving yourself credit for the wins. I find myself not doing that a lot, and that tends to hinder me from continuing to keep winning. I'll, I'll, I'll just keep doing things and doing things, but I won't appreciate what I'm doing. And then I've done it, and that's cool, but I'm already thinking about the next thing. And yeah, making sure that you... Give yourself, like you said, gratitude journaling, giving yourself credit when you do do the right thing. Because you're not going to get the credit from everybody else. You can't look no. for reassurance from other people on everything or anything, really. Like, you really, at the end of the day, if it's truly based on your values and who you are, you need your own gratification. You need your own, you're doing a good job. And if you're not getting that from yourself, if you feel like you are depressed yeah. and you're not getting that, that means something has to change. And yeah, and I, the change isn't going to happen all at once saying i'm going to do this thing this year or i'm going to do this thing this next week procrastination is really easy absolutely i completely agree with that but more so like what is it this year that you are wanting to focus on growth wise more than anything not just like new year's resolution i'm gonna do this thing this year like what what is okay. it that you more than anything yeah. are like trying to focus on for this year just since it's the beginning of the year podcast you know starting fresh what is it you really the main thing you're trying to grow in the main category i think Personally, I'm going to start with personally, I think that um, 
getting my diet dialed in, yeah. uh, eating healthier. Because yeah. um, I've been going to the gym pretty consistently for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Gotten stronger. Haven't lost much weight. Right. Um, and I know why. Because I haven't. It's man. It's hard to fix your diet in in yeah. America. Let me tell you, America. Yeah. Diet and cardio. <laughs> diet and cardio suck more than anything. Yeah. Eating good food that's good for you is super difficult. It's yeah. not easy to find. And getting the steps in for your heart to pump, to pump all that good stuff through yeah. your body, is also sucks. Both of those things are not yeah. fun. And it, it's because it's so easy to get a Twinkie. You know, yeah. it's so easy to get a Snickers bar. McDonald's. McDonald's is always packed. It's yeah. always packed. 24-7. It's nuts. it's nuts. Side note, look at the nutrition facts of fast food places. It will blow your mind. Yeah. We'll get into that at a different point. But, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, we, could, we could go three episodes on fast food <laughs> on, nutrition yeah. in America and how there's foods banned in every other country besides that's a, that's ours. That's a good idea. But, uh, <laughs> um, I think, so personally... Like health wise, that's definitely up there. And then another thing is nurturing the relationships in my life because yeah. I'm really kind of like you with the consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also want to build some. I've already started a little bit some more financial stability for myself, right. and uh, working in that way could um, take a lot of time. Yeah. But I also want to, I I want to nurture the relationships at the same time I'm focusing on that. Yeah. Because that's probably I'm probably going to spend more time doing this, right? So I don't want to lose any of this relationship value. You're going to be focused on yourself to grow, but at the same time, you want to make time for those that you care about. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I completely agree with that, and that's I try to see my grandma once a week because she's always been my rock of like a solid like relationship, someone I can lean on my whole life. It's been my grandma. I try once a week. I try to go spend time with her, at least have lunch or dinner, tell her I love her. And just spend time with her because she is that relationship I need to nurture because she made me who I am. You know, she was, yeah. she's the reason I'm still who I am. And, and I really like thinking about doing these things and why I'm talking about the new year, like what things do you want to grow on specifically this new year is big for me, especially this year is big for me because I plan on starting to try to have kids with Marissa this year. And by 2025, we'll probably have a child and or in within the 2025 we'll have a child and i want to make sure that i'm the person that i would want my dad to be for those kids i i I don't want to be like sitting here playing a video game and they're trying to get my attention so they can spend time with me and i'm like oh don't go do this go get on your phone or whatever like i want (laughs) to i want to be like okay what are you interested in what do you want to do let's do it and do it with them. Like, I don't want to be constantly wasting my time. I want to be someone they can look at and inspired by so that they can spend their time wisely. That way they don't look back. Like I look back at me being 14 and instead of me doing the shit I want to do all the time, I was like doing just random stuff that you do when you're 14. And of course it's not going to be like super disciplined, but I just want to give them the tools and the skills that they need to do those things. And that's this year specifically discipline, consistency, just staying on top of things and making sure that I stick with what I'm want to do and actually putting it out and giving it an effort to share with people, not care what they think. That's my biggest thing. And that's not just for me. That's for my future kids. And I love that. That's awesome, man. Thank you, bro. Well, um, you got any like kind of final points of what we're trying to do here with thoughtful journeys? Put it, Put it into a few, few 
separate words that kind of describe it, like bullet points. With this, what we're trying to do, if there's someone out there that feels low, you feel like there's nowhere to turn to, you're at your lowest point, life is more difficult than it's ever been, we've both been there. And everyone has different levels of that. People have different levels of struggle, but I feel like when you're at your bottom, everybody feels the same feeling when they're at the bottom. And if you're that person, we've been through that, and we just want to share what we've learned from being at that point. And what we've taken from being at that point is you feel bad then, but you're going to learn more about yourself from feeling that way than anything else. And you can do anything you put your mind to, just do it consistently. That's more than anything those are the people I want to reach and say, you know, it's okay. Be yourself. Don't live up to what everybody expects you. Be what you expect yourself to be. And even if you feel like you have no option, you're depressed, you don't have any, like, any close relationships you can talk about this stuff with, there are people out there who feel that same way. Just put yourself out there, do your best, and they'll come to you naturally. And keep living life. I think that was beautifully said. Um... Well, thank you all for joining us on today's episode, our first thoughtful journey. Awesome.